Hi, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. And today's film is Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ. Based on the novel by Nikos Kazantzakis and adapted by Paul Schrader, it is a 1988 film that is thought-provoking and controversial. It explores the life and inner struggles of Jesus Christ, played by Willem Dafoe. Shot on a tight budget in Morocco, the film depicts Jesus as a human with doubts, desires, and temptation. As Jesus grapples with his divine destiny and confronts his own humanity, the film delves into themes of faith, sacrifice, and the complexities of being both divine and human. Despite initial backlash and controversy from some religious groups, the film has been widely regarded for its bold and innovative approach to depicting the life of Jesus and its thought-provoking exploration of spirituality. This was Branson's pick. Branson, why did you pick this film? I think out of the gate, we eventually need to talk about Martin Scorsese on the film exchange. And I think that this is definitely an unorthodox pick for Scorsese. This is a film that has sort of a lot of controversy, and so I was attracted to it for that reason. I mean, I'm sure that there could be many, many stories written about just the making of and the reaction to this movie, which in itself has some definitely some crazy moments. Who would you say this film is for? I think that this film is for people that enjoy epics. I think someone who's trying to who's, who really loves Martin Scorsese or films about spirituality in general, if you're interested in that, I would not recommend this movie to everybody. It is long, a lot of theology, but not necessarily the theology that you might be used to. I think those who are really interested in more philosophical films, that this is a great one to add to the list. What did you think about the movie? I know I really I really enjoyed this film. I was a little bit surprised. I think it took about the two hour and 15 minute mark for me to really comprehend what I was watching. From the title, I assumed that it focused more on like Jesus's time alone in the desert, because at least from the Bible, that's what I thought was Jesus's last temptation or the time when he might be tempted. I thought it was going to be more focused on that, but that happens early on in the film and it's not really the subject of the film at all and I felt like for the first two hours aside from some sensual scenes with Mary Magdalene and some of the conversations with Judas it followed the scripture pretty closely until probably about two hours and 15 minutes in that's when I felt like you really see what his last temptation was and that's when he's visited by Satan disguised as a guardian angel during the crucifixion and tempts him to have a life as a regular man from that point on I felt like I understood what the movie was trying to accomplish rather than being kind of dogmatic and preachy about his story it's showing Jesus as a man who struggled deeply yet chose grace or chose love and it made him seem like a real person I liked what Siskel said about this film it shows how being a good man is more difficult than being God. And it's interesting to see, I had heard so much about it, about how it was shot on a shoestring budget in Morocco. It is epic, like you say, but at the same time, like it's very small set pieces. And a lot of times they're literally just outside. There's no sets. And it's interesting to see them pull this off with those sort of uh, resources. Scorsese enjoyed shooting in Morocco. He actually went on to shoot Kundun, the same place where he shot this film. Kundun was his movie about another religious film by Scorsese about the Dalai Lama. You know, it's interesting to me that you talk about how that this is a film that did kind of the first two hours feel pretty normal. The big controversy, of course, is it comes from this novel, which itself was controversial. 
controversial. And they say it at the very beginning. It's the very first frame. They're like, this is not the Gospels. It, it plays around with coming at Jesus through the human perspective. We've always seen Jesus like a superhero in a way, like Superman-esque, where there's just every bit is perfect. And he was like, I'm, I want to, you know, just explore the other side and get to know the human side better. Willem Dafoe does such a good job of depicting that struggle. There's a vulnerability, I think, to Willem Dafoe's character that we feel. How he switches from this state of torment and calm, you really feel a character study. That character has to go through so much change in each scene, and he did an incredible job. I will say, I mean, I'm a huge Scorsese fan. Every decade or so, he's made a religious film last temptation of christ he made kundun and he made silence i didn't realize paul schrader wrote this but i think that's really interesting because you know all his films have a martyr taxi driver yeah. first reformed this is kind of perfect for him i definitely felt his influence there too one thing that did take me out of the film while i thought the role of judas was very interesting and the whole take of how jesus asked him to betray him uh, i think harvey Keitel is an amazing actor but seeing him in biblical garb as judas with his accent just really kind of took me out of it sometimes no and you know what you're not wrong about that. He, I don't want to say ruined the movie, but it's just the stain. Well, part of it is I I know that Keitel's history with Scorsese and like the movies he's in and seeing him as Judas just makes me feel like I'm watching a gangster movie. <laughs> it feels like there's still the essence of that gangster character in there. Another interesting casting choice, a very small role. You know, when Pontius Pilate is on screen, I was just like, man, this looks just like David Bowie. What do you know is David Bowie is Pontius Pilate. I thought that was really interesting. Peter Gabriel did the soundtrack, which I also think is so good. So what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene is when the Satan disguised as a guardian angel arrives to tempt Jesus while he's on the cross. There's these amazing shots where she's removing the nails from Jesus's hands and feet and kissing the wounds. And I just thought that was an incredible moment. That's when the movie really came alive for me because this was what really subverted my expectations. I hadn't seen it in any other religious film. It's not just a brief aside. Like we see what this other life would be like, this human life. But I think it's the most fascinating sort of what if I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way where I'm like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen from here. The controversy that ensued following this film, there were many organizations that banned the film. Scorsese obviously is a deeply religious guy. And I think he even made an appeal that he's like, look, if you have a strong foundation in your faith, then this should just be a thought exercise more than anything. I'm not attempting to rewrite or come up with a new truth here. You know, just to speak on some of the controversy from this film, there was an evangelical pastor, kind of a major religious leader who wanted to buy the negative from the studio, offered millions of dollars that he could destroy it before it was ever seen. There was a Parisian theater that was set on fire. There was such a vitriolic blowback. It was banned in so many countries for a long time. This one, I just feel like you can feel like his heart's in it. And I think it's so heartbreaking that after the fact, he had to hire bodyguards to surround him for a couple weeks because there was that much vitriol. One of the other interesting things about that is that Scorsese said one of his big inspirations for this film was Pier Paolo Pausolini's The Gospel According to St. Matthew, which if you haven't seen, 
is an incredible movie. Very different because it is literally just the gospel, but it's sort of filmed very cinema verite, kind of a little with a little flair of Italian neorealism. Uh, and it's just a beautiful piece. I mean, the Vatican still considers it to be one of the most faithful renditions of the Jesus story ever made. And for those who don't know, that is high praise for Pier Paolo Pasolini, who is a queer communist. Also fun Pasolini connection, Willem Dafoe would later go play him in a biopic. So <laughs> there's a fun swirl there. <laughs> there's this weird obsession in the cinematic world of trying to get into that time and place as accurately as you can, whether it's Pausolini's attempt to bring in non-professional actors, whether it's Scorsese wanting to shoot in Israel, or whether it's Mel Gibson wanting to make the film in Aramaic. Well, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene is also in that uh, bit at the end where the last temptation is playing out and the greatest part comes at the very end of that to me when he's kind of now an old man and he has a family and he sees Paul preaching about Jesus, about the risen Jesus and Paul played by Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, there's this just this fantastic moment in the character of Jesus because he walks over and he kind of corrects him. He's like, hey, this is my life. No, that's not what happened. And Paul sort of gives this amazing theology lecture where he's like, it's not really about you. It's about what the people need. He's like, if the people need you to be crucified, I'll crucify you right here. If the people need you to rise up again, I'll make that happen too. He's like, I don't know who you are. You're not my Jesus. And he has this great line where he's like, I'm so glad I met you so I can forget all about you. You're not the person that I believe in. And I did just want to touch on the final scene when he finally does accept his mission, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I watched part of the commentary on this film. There's a great sort of effect where the film sort of disappears at the end. And that was just one of those maybe miraculous interventions or something like they had finished that last take and that literally happened. The film got kind of messed up and Scorsese decided to keep that in, which makes it all the more, I think it was a beautiful little transition into that epic Peter Gabriel soundtrack. So yeah, yeah. I think the ending is a close second favorite scene when uh, Willem Dafoe says it is accomplished and you see those beautiful film burn colors in Scorsese's masterclass. He talks about that scene. I think mm. it was at the, they were at the end of the role. There was no way to get more film and he wanted to do one more take and they got it just in time. And then of course that, that was the end of the role and the film. Yeah. And then he chose to leave those colors in, but I just thought it was a great ending. I think Defoe's Jesus is a venerable character. I think it's so fascinating that he went on to be in Lars von Trier's film Antichrist. <laughs> ah, true. I never, th I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, I think if you really want to know Scorsese, this is a good film to include. I mean, if you look at his film career, he's really just wrestled with where he's from, his identity, his faith, like really everything. Mm. Well, first of all, this is a brave project to tackle and to like really tackle. I mean, especially knowing the controversy they would generate at the time. A couple film critics have touched on Scorsese's films being this balance between the sacred and the profane. This film is kind of the perfect synthesis of that. Uh, and that's what's so beautiful about him as a filmmaker is I think that there's something a little sacred and a little profane about all of his movies. And this one gives you kind of a blast of both without knowing. 
So we should still tell people where they can watch this. Yes. So uh, you can stream The Last Temptation of Christ on Prime Video if you are a subscriber or on Stars if you're a subscriber there. And it's also available to rent or buy on Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, among others. Definitely check it out. Thank you for listening to the Film Exchange and our episode on The Last Temptation of Christ by Martin Scorsese. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to reach out to us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter are the same, at Film Exchange Pod. All in word, we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next time.